Hello and welcome to Restorative Christian University, a podcast which shares biblical truths with deeper understanding. Get ready to be inspired weekly as you journey into becoming whole and discovering your divine purpose. Thank you very much for tuning in to listen to our podcast today, and we're very thankful that you're here with us as well. And um, Dr. Williams, how would you like to begin the topic of brokenness? I think defining from your perspective, what do you think brokenness is? Well, for me, I feel that it's something where we truly do not understand um, who we are in Christ. Mm -hmm. And because of that, we are just filled with guilt and shame and Mm -hmm. other things of that nature. And it's not a good thing. Mm -hmm. The Lord came to uh, redeem us and Mm -hmm. to redeem us in in every way. And that includes the work of the cross, Mm -hmm. which we discussed, which is... Uh, he came for redemption. And then the other two components that are part of what he's done for us, which the church, I believe, has, doesn't teach very well, is the redemptive, you know, the redemptive life that mm-hmm. he's given us mm-hmm. and also the authority. Mm-hmm. And when you think of the ascension, you think of the authority that he was risen to the right hand of mm-hmm. the Father and he's taken the throne and, and we are in him. Mm-hmm. So long story short, I just feel that uh, brokenness means that we're just not, truly understanding what he's done for us. Mm-hmm. And as we walk through this journey in this life with him, it's um, we have to be overcomers, and we can be, mm-hmm. but we start with where we are. And so yeah. uh, from my perspective, again, it's just the journey of brokenness to come from there and just to walk forward with the Lord. Yeah. So brokenness is anything that have come into our lives that have caused us to feel less than to make us feel like we have no value to make mm-hmm. us lose our identity. Mm-hmm. So with with that being said, how do you what are some of the the traumas that could produce brokenness in our lives? Well, we we, we really do live in an evil world. Mm-hmm. So when you think of <clears throat> excuse me, all the things that could happen. First of all, you have to start with your environment as to what you're born into. Mm-hmm. Um, you have a family life, you have your mother and father, and there are things that could happen in a fa- family dynamic that is um, something that you know might be unintentional. It could be intentional, mm-hmm. but for the most part, I believe it's un- unintentional. But where did they get it from? So you go back to Mm -hmm. the generation before that. And so these are things where we have to try to sort through. Mm -hmm. Um, And again, it's just something where starting there, you have the brokenness to begin with. And that kind of forms you, Mm -hmm. gives you a formed environment. Mm -hmm. And then you also have people in around you and their friends and Mm -hmm. other acquaintances. And Mm -hmm. so by that, I think the brokenness can come in through insecurities. And number one, it's the enemy. The enemy's out there that, that yeah. really does this to yeah. us. Uh, I'm, I'm glad you, you said um, we can be born into a family, whether or not our parents are, um, or siblings intended for us to be broken. Things happen to us, and that's just right across the board. Things will always happen to us that will bring some amount of disquietness, um, brokenness, hurt on the inside, offense, but what we do with it determines whether or not we stay broken or we become broken. So it has to do with 
how we were raised. I agree with that. Whether our, our parents had neglected us um, when we were younger, whether or not we had a we were from a single family home or a single parent home, rather, or if we were raised uh, where we were abused, mm. all of these things create brokenness in our lives. And because of those things, we now walk around with what I would call trauma wounds or wounding that have caused us when they're not resolved, create a broken area in our lives. And so some of us will go through, for example, living in a single family, uh, a single parent home, but not necessarily see it as a, a bad thing. Another person could have been born in that same family or another family with similar circumstances, but because of how they perceive it, it has caused them to either be insecure, as you said earlier, cause them to feel like they're not good enough, cause them to feel abandoned or rejected. And all of this create broken areas in our lives that hinder us from walking in our fulfill or fulfill our identity in Christ. Mm. So have you um, known or experienced anything like that before? Oh, certainly. Um, it started when I was younger. Mm -hmm. um, you know, there's things my parents did. I don't have to go into great detail. Yeah. It's just a matter that um, they affect me greatly. Mm -hmm. And one of the biggest problems I've had, um, particularly growing through my years, mm -hmm. teenage years and young adulthood and then adulthood, is that it's been buried. Mm -hmm. And the reason it's been buried is because of the guilt and shame. And it's yeah. always been that, oh, my gosh, you know, what will people think of me? Yeah. Well, that's the wonderful good news of Jesus. Yeah. Um, he yeah. comes into our life and we have to open up mm -hmm. to be healed. But prior to that point, the enemy really does a great job of really coming after us to mm -hmm. really think that, you no, no, you're the only one out there that yeah. that is suffering through this. Yeah. And we know what Peter said about that. Yeah. You know, he just said, no, your brother and I throughout the world, yeah. they're going through the same thing. Yeah. So anyway, the brokenness and some of the other things that came about in my life. I mean, I've had a life where I've made decisions and you have to live by your decisions too. Mm -hmm. the consequences are there. But if you don't have anybody to talk to or if you don't have anybody who's a mentor or, mm -hmm. or if you don't have the Lord in your life and you're trying to do this by yourself, um, it's, it's an, it basically impossible. Yeah. So um, the other things too, we've had mistakes. I've had mistakes in my life where I've mentioned I've made. I don't mm -hmm. have to go into great detail mm -hmm. of it, this podcast. But when we, um, when we work through them and try to do this in our own strength. Yeah. That's where the problems really are and they remain there mm -hmm. until um, yeah. you're open. You said something that was very important. You said that mm -hmm. um, with the brokenness or the thing that had happened to you, it produces shame and mm -hmm. guilt. And that I find with a lot of us, and you may be experiencing this today, where you've done something or something was done to you. And instead of being able to talk about it, you're filled with guilt, you're filled with shame, you fill with condemnation, you want nobody to know. And that's part of the enemy's ploy to keep us suppressed in this mm. broken area. And so when we don't resolve these issues or we don't have an outlet, as you said, nobody to talk to about these things. We tend to um, produce these things and um, stack them, suppress them, and they become even greater issues in our lives if they're not resolved. And so we I, I make the analogy of sweeping them under the carpet. But the more you sweep stuff under the carpet, you're really creating a stack of um, obstacle in your way instead mm -hmm. of really resolving it. And so... 
um, the societies, the, the other thing that has helped us to want to hide our shame mm -hmm. because society gives us this false ideology that we have to look good. We have to look perfect. Um, and if nobody's going through, you have to look like the Joneses and, and stuff like that instead of teaching us how to resolve our issues. And that's one of the reasons we wanted to do podcasts like this, because we wanted to bring to the forefront, yes, all of us are struggling, but you don't have to struggle alone. Mm. And contrary to what society is telling you, everybody have an area of brokenness that they're going through. And But the question is now, how do we confront them and resolve them? Well, with that, I would say that, first of all, one thing that we keep forgetting, too, I think that mm -hmm. the body of Christ does is that God sends people into your life. Mm -hmm. And a lot of people are looking for God to direct, directly just come out of the sky and zap you and say, you're all set. Mm -hmm. However, that's not the way it works. We, yeah. we live in a community and it's something that he actually, when Jesus was here, he showed us yeah. what it was all about. He brought people to his table, mm -hmm. the sinners and so forth. So the other interesting statistic, just to piggyback off of what you're saying, is in society itself, there's basically 24% uh, of people who mm -hmm. suffer from some form of mental health difficulty or an issue. And that's being led about by, I think, two things. We have, we're born into a spiritual war. Mm -hmm. And we have to understand a spiritual activity there. And secondly, the Western culture, mm -hmm. I believe just the society itself, it's its always built upon destroying somebody to raise yourself up. Mm -hmm. And as we know, the the um, heavens, well, I shouldn't say heaven, but the heavenly realm works backwards. Mm -hmm. um, it's that you help other people, and in turn, not only do you help them, but you're helping yourselves too. And it's it's a wonderful way that the kingdom works. So yeah. it's backwards to what society yeah. is saying. So it's just awesome. You said it beautifully. We cannot get healing without community. Mm. And so when we are broken, we can't isolate ourselves. And that's one of the, the downfalls of being broken or wounded is that we now retreat from everybody else thinking that we can hide. If we hide, we are protecting ourselves. But isolation is one of the, the easiest way for the enemy to make us even worse. And so the need for community is what we're needing. So um, this, the scripture talk about um, no no man standing by himself, two, a three-step cord can, mm. cannot be easily broken. And so without the, the community around us, without people coming alongside us and helping us, that means that we are going to have to become vulnerable with those around us to express, hey, I'm struggling with this. I need help. And I'm not saying become vulnerable with everybody mm, because you have to sure. find trusted people who are able to take you from one area to the next, not that person who will bring you further down. Mm. And so you have to find trusted people. A church is a perfect place. Find groups of people who are able to help you to overcome if it's an addiction, if it's a, a struggle, if it's a broken area of your life where you can go and say, hey, this is me. Paul says it this way, confess your faults to one to another that mm -hmm. you may find healing. And so without community, without somebody showing us the blind spot, without somebody helping us up in those broken areas, we won't be able to overcome by ourselves. And so I think that's a great point to point out. You cannot get healed 
all by yourself. You need a community to belong to that will help you to overcome whatever broken areas you've got. The other thing is to be confronted, be vulnerable about it, mm-hmm. be honest with where you are. I think honesty has, has somehow disappeared from our languages nowadays, but being honest and vulnerable with where you are helps you, first of all, recognizing, acknowledging where you are to find healing in itself. Mm. Uh, as you're talking, there's one thing that keeps coming to my mind is the me too. Mm-hmm. So what I mean by that is when people are uh, bringing out their things to trusted people, mm-hmm. to people who the Lord's bringing into your life, yeah. the church community. Um, and again, we ha- I'm going to have to point out that it's not everybody in the church community mm-hmm. um, because a lot of people just... Uh, they're all broken. We're all broken. So you have to have the good churches and, and the good people within the community to mm-hmm. talk to about this. And as we as we talk about this further, one of the big things that I that I see out there, and I'm not a you know an expert on it, just mm-hmm. from what I see, is that the churches themselves aren't equipped at mm-hmm. the moment to handle mm-hmm. this. The pastors are overwhelmed with everything, and they're not quite aware of, mm-hmm. of two things, the spiritual warfare mm-hmm. aspect of this and how to deal with things. Yeah. So that's a great point you make, and, and to, to understand that we need people. We need good people that God is bringing into our lives. And I just have an example where you were talking about being honest. Mm-hmm. Um, sometimes you don't know how to be honest. You're not aware of what to be honest about. Mm-hmm. So um, I had a, a relationship in my life, and, and I had a counselor in my life. Mm-hmm. And um, I was able to to learn something, too, that I, I didn't realize, that God's made us, um, you know, as individuals. We have each have our own individual temperaments, mm-hmm. and he's made us in a certain way. For me, it's amazing to think about how unique we are. Yeah. When you think that we each have our different voices, mm-hmm. and we each have our you know different fingerprints mm-hmm. and the um, with the eyes mm-hmm. it, it's just amazing to me so we have to understand how we made us and the temperaments mm-hmm. that are part of it and as I was going through the counseling it mm-hmm. was it was so freeing mm-hmm. to know how I was made yeah. um, and then you're dealing going back to the learned environment mm-hmm. where how that can change or be yeah. a, a negative in yeah. some instances based yeah. on how you're made but when you come to deal with it you have to be honest with yourself mm-hmm. and once you're honest with yourself you've probably heard this many many times it's so freeing mm-hmm. so when I found out my temperament and then some of the um, positives and negatives, I was so happy because I was saying to myself, this is why I've made all my decisions Mm -hmm. like this. Mm -hmm. So once you're aware of that, once you have good people in your life who are godly people who can work, you know, work through that with you from a biblical aspect, Mm -hmm. we're not talking medicines, we're talking, there's a holistic approach. There may be something with neuroscience where you might need a little medicine, but you need rest. But the biblical aspect Mm -hmm. is key to everything and Mm -hmm. understanding who we are in Christ. Yeah. I think one of the things that we need to fully understand is that And I know there's a lot of um, thought out there that says we were blank slates created, um, not even created. We came from this big bang. But the truth is we were created by God. And in order for us to know who we are, we have to go back to the creator for the blueprint of how he created us. Mm. And so for us to find ourselves broken in order to know what the original intent of God's purposes were, whether through the fall, whether through traumas, we have to go back to him to find out how he created us. 
And so I, I agree with you. Temperament is one of the greatest ways to find that. And it tells you of how God wired you in your mother's womb. Um, David said it perfectly. I was created in my mother's womb from my very, from the, her very womb. You knew me. And so when, when you know how you were created, when you know the pitfalls and the strengths and the weaknesses that you possess, then you are now able to better um, be aware of the broken areas and how to overcome those. But for me, brokenness, let's talk a little more on um, like, so we become broken. We tend to run away from being um associated with people because technically more than likely it's someone who have hurt us that we are trying to shun away from and we tend to withdraw and that isolates us and stop us from getting into um, healing or restoration. The more we isolate ourselves is the more we ruminate on the thought or the wounding that has caused us and the more we ruminate on those things it becomes not only now wound but it's springing into roots of bitterness mm. it's spreading into roots of resentment we make these um tr um confessions i will never love again i will never trust again and we now create so instead of being healed what we're doing is stacking up wounds upon wounds brokenness upon brokenness and we have a never-ending cycle of being wounded with no resolution but i'm glad for the word of god that says by his stripes we are here mm. and i thank god for his word and the truth of his word because he says you will know the truth and the truth will set you free so the lie in our mind says i've been wounded so let's run away from the people who have wounded me never trust again but the word of god is diametrically opposed to what our emotions normally mm. say and so we run to the word of God and we he, he says in James 5 7 actually to cast your cares upon me because I care for you I was wounded for your transgressions I was bruised for your iniquity or the, the trauma that you've gone through so he wants to take the wounds that you've gone through and he wants to take it upon himself but you now have to come and say God here it is and a, a lot of times I believe that even with the wound what we tend to do is we hold on to it as justification as to why we need to seek revenge or why mm. we need to um, feel the way we do or why we now behave the way we do. Instead of going back to the truth of God's word and obeying the truth of God's word and standing on that instead of what our flesh feels. Because the emotions of the wound make it so real. Mm. Well, when you look at, I'm going to go to the, church denominations mm -hmm. for a moment you, you hit on a, a great subject which is to actually go to the word mm -hmm. that is key mm -hmm. i mean that's part of your healing process to truly truly do that because the holy spirit will speak through the word mm -hmm. to you and with the denominations why i want to go there for a minute is only because with the mainline denominations we were talking earlier mm -hmm. and i come from a catholic catholic doctrine mm -hmm. and um they, I growing up, I was never taught anything um, to go to the Bible mm -hmm. or to do anything. It was always through the hierarchy that you do it, mm -hmm. and I think that does such a great disservice to yeah. people. And the other thing too is these denominations, in my opinion, are mixing the old covenant with the new covenant, mm -hmm. and so they're not focusing on what Jesus did for us. Mm -hmm. 
he gave up his life for us. Yeah. And he didn't have to do that. Mm -hmm. He's up there and he's, he has his own area and he doesn't have to do anything for us. But he loves us so much, he gave his life. Yeah. He came down here to show us how to live. Mm -hmm. And by that, it's, it's an example. But we all understand that we need him to walk in our destiny that he's given us. Yeah. We can't do this by ourselves. Yeah. But again, the... the the problem is, I think it's beginning with the sin. So people are, are shamed and, and going through shame and guilt based on sin. And they're not understanding that Jesus took it all away from us. Yeah. That our beautiful father said, no more do I ever remember. Past, present, or future. Yeah. And that works from, with, it works from inside out. Mm -hmm. When you understand that, there's no more condemnation. Mm -hmm. You just, with the help of God, He raises you up again. If you yeah. if you do happen to go into to do something wrong or sin or whatever mm -hmm. the case may be, or an addiction or whatever it is, yeah. but when you're in Christ, hey, we're victorious. Yes, it says yes. that. So again, I just want to emphasize the fact that we have to understand that the old covenant and new co covenant, there is a separation. Mm -hmm. So going back to the word, so we have one. So how do we overcome brokenness? Is one going to the word for direction or identity in that? For example, say the the wound could have been you were abandoned, mm -hmm. you know, and that created some brokenness in you. The, the word of God says, I will never leave nor forsake you. So what we do, we face we face what was happening to us. We face the wounding that take place in our hearts. Let's say our parents abandon us. So we face the fact that we were abandoned. And then we go to the word of God to see what the word of God says, which diametrically opposes the wounding that has happened to us. And so we go to the word of God and we find the word of God says, I will never leave nor forsake you. You, you are close to me. I love you with an mm -hmm. everlasting love. And so what we need to do is to find ways of going to the word, not only to the word, we hear the word of God. We, um, we are restored by his word, by the truth of his word, mm -hmm. which says, I will never leave or forsake you. So in my own life, when I've gone through areas of brokenness, what I've done is I have now go back to the truth, which is the manual, the scriptures, to find what the word says about me instead of the lie that I've been believing, for example, abandoned. And I go for every scripture there and I begin to rehearse daily the truth of God's word over and against what I feel. And what I find over it, over time is that the word begin to change my perspective and my outlook of what has happened to me. Mm. That's very good. Another component here is when we accept our Lord as our Savior, mm -hmm. is His Spirit comes into our spirit. Mm -hmm. And when you think about it, the fear of the Lord is the beginning of wisdom. Mm -hmm. So when you have that, it's like it was a great analogy in a teaching I heard about it was a, um, a fountain. Mm -hmm. So the top you have the Spirit, which is bubbling over, mm -hmm. and then it's water. So you're coming into the second area of the fountain, which mm -hmm. is... When you look at it from that way, it's a mind, will, heart, conscience, which is part of your heart. Yeah. So going to the Word will help you understand that you'll have the wisdom that's bubbling over mm -hmm. into our mind, uh, mind, soul, excuse me, mind, conscience, will. Mm -hmm. And then from there, it goes into our soul, mm -hmm. and then we live through that. Yeah. So I think it's important to understand that who we are in Christ, what He's done for us, and the wisdom that's in the Word, yeah. and the daily... 
affirmation of, of the scriptures that you're talking about, that's been a key for my growth. Yeah. Absolutely. So you know, I, the I truth totally and the agree. The truth sets you free. So true. Yeah. And the other thing is find people around you who you can confide in that will help you or lead you to people who can help you to resolve these issues. Because without resolving the issues of your past, you will not be healed. And so suppressing it won't help you. Hiding from it won't help you. Trying to block it from your mind don't tend to help. But finding people who can help you resolve. And there were times in my life that I had to go to people and say, hey, I am struggling with forgiving or struggling with this on undue feeling of, of abandonment. Help me through. And God will put you in, he says, I put the lonely in families. He will surround you with people, mm -hmm. but you have to also open yourself to receive from that. That's really a great point. Mm -hmm. And it, as you move forward in the walk with the Lord, you really have to understand as well that community is one wonderful aspect of it, but Christian counseling is really important. Yeah. It really is if you need that. There's mm -hmm. no question. And there's nothing wrong with understanding yes. and saying, look, I need something. I need to to get the help mm -hmm. I need. But again, my, my experience has been a biblical perspective mm -hmm. is what will help you heal. Yes. Uh, and again, it's the, the trusted counselors that you're looking for. Yes. Some people may call themselves Christian counselors, mm -hmm. but they're not at all. They're, mm -hmm. they're kind of on the fence between a secular world and a Christ Christianity, a Christian aspect of things. So from a biblical perspective, that's key. And I think a lot of the Christians who I myself broken and mm -hmm. just need our Lord every day, yeah. um, really have to understand that there's so many ways that God does things. Not, again, it's not absolutely directly you know, like a zap from heaven. Mm -hmm. It's the way he's made it. And, and when you look in the Bible, you rarely see God interacting on his own, mm -hmm. meaning that he does it straight through. Mm -hmm. um, he works with the community. And um, I think it's just a very important aspect. Again, Christian mm -hmm. counseling is, is, if needed, is a very good tool. I agree. Um, there's a stigma with counseling. And as myself, a pastoral counselor, I know that this is how I destigmatize it, so to speak. Counseling is like you regularly taking a shower. It's not because you're dirty. It's preemptive measures to ensure that you maintain healthy hygiene. Mm -hmm. And so with counseling, you are constantly resolving the issues in your life so it doesn't corrode and make something messy. Mm -hmm. And so that's really what it is. So don't deny yourself of counseling. Don't don't try to do it by yourself. If you can't do it by yourself, seek the help. I am so happy that you guys joined us today. There's so much more that we could talk about um, where counseling and um, brokenness is concerned, but this is just the tip of the iceberg and you'll hear a lot more, I'm sure, from us. Thank you so much for joining us. We look forward to talking with you the next time. Have a great day. We are so glad you joined us for today's podcast. If you would like more information or to contact us, please visit our website at www.restorativechristian.org or call us at 830-714-7335.